If you're struggling, it might be because of who you're surrounded by. Your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. The first time I heard that statement was, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago, and it was made by my good friend John Orr, who is uh, hes a really great thinker. And he's going to join us today to talk about that a little bit. I'm, I'm lassoing, lassoing him into this conversation a little bit. Welcome to Chasing Greatness. We are, I think, at day number 104 in the year. We, we had our 100-day check-in last week on the episode. If you missed that, I encourage you to go back and download it. Uh, thanks for subscribing. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere, basically, you get your podcast, you can find us. I hope you'll keep uh, hitting that subscribe button, sharing that. It just gives us a chance to to create this free content for you. But today, we're going we're gonna to push into the second 100 days of the year. Uh, Saturday, I think, was actually day number 100. I shouldn't date this, but April 10th, that was day number 100 here in 2021. You may be listening to this way in the future. That's great. But right now, for those of you who are locked in, I, I want to get you to think back to your first 100 days of the year as you look back at some of those questions I gave you last week. If you didn't download that PDF, I encourage you to go to randygravit.com and you can, you can find that there under the media tab. But there's some really great questions we should be asking ourselves every day. But for some of us, maybe we're struggling right now, not because we, we've, we failed to have a plan or not because we're, we're even not executing the plan to some degree, but Part of it may be that we're not surrounded by the right people. We don't have the right people to help us. And so we're going to dive in uh, to this, not just today, but the next few weeks. We're going to talk about some really cool areas of your life that are, that are it's, it's just important for you to have the right people around you physically. Think about that. It, it, you're, the, the way you take care of your body, the way you eat, the way you train, the way you do those things, the people around you have some effect on that. Financially, you're going to love uh, that conversation. We're going to have in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about just how you build a team of people around you and how you think financially and how that can have an effect on on your bank account. You'll you'll love being a part of that conversation. Really, think about your personal growth and development. Some of those kind of things got some some cool stuff there that we're going to be able to help you build a team around you to to help you grow. And, and then uh, really vocationally, as you think about just your work, some of you are miserable at work right now. You're, you're, you probably got the wrong boss. You got the wrong job. You got the wrong team in place. Maybe some of it's your fault. You know, if we look back, go, eh, I brought some of this on myself. But some of you may feel stuck in your career. There's going to be some really uh, good stuff. And a lot of that has to do with the people around you. And so uh, leadership really does begin with you. But it, it's not always just you that affects what's going on. And sometimes it's the people around you. And you get to choose who those people are. And so we're going we're gonna to wrestle with that over these next few weeks. So I'm, I'm fired up about this. I think this is going to be a really good series. Uh, I, you know, Again, go back to the first 100 days. You need a framework. You need a blueprint. You need something. Some of you still may not have that. 21 days to your best year ever course still available to you out there. I hope you'll uh, take advantage of that. A lot of you have. And, and uh, thanks for that. But man, if you if you have that framework and things are still kind of stuck, it may be the people around your life. So I want us to to think about this idea again. I'll I'll, I'll share the quote from John again. Your friends determine the quality and direction of your life, and isn't that so true? Think about the people around your life right now. They are having a serious effect on you. The people you live with, your family. Uh, if they're negative and critical, you're probably negative and critical. If they're positive and, and optimistic, you're probably 
positive and optimistic. Or if you're not, you're making them miserable. And so I want us to really think about just how much the people around us affect us, how much they position us to do great things. Some of us are are trying to add value to others, and yet if we don't have people around us that are encouraging us, we may struggle to be able to have something to give to other people. It, it affects us emotionally. We're going to jump into some of that in, in this series. There's, there's all kind of ways. So we're going to dive into this conversation. Again, my friend John Orr, a, uh, he's a great thought leader, great friend, uh, unbelievable husband, father, just just really great uh, leader. And John is the first one I ever heard say that your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. It, it you know, it's, it's not the first time I thought about this concept. There's a, uh, remember the old, there's an old Bible verse that says, uh, good, uh, or bad company corrupts good character. It's kind of that same idea, but John phrased it in, in such a way. And I've heard others say it since, and I don't know John's the first one to ever think of that, but, but your friends determine the quality and direction of your life, not just not just where you're where you're headed, but the quality of your life. Is there joy? Is there is there strength? Is there all is support, encouragement, all those things? That quality piece, but also the direction. As we as we mentioned there, which way you're headed. And if you have the wrong friends, the wrong coworkers, the wrong stuff going on around you, I'm telling you, you're heading down a bad road. And as I always say, the longer you stay on the wrong road, the further you get from where you want to be. If you're not really where, headed toward where you want to be, it might be the people around you that are having a huge effect on you. So I'm going to bring John into the conversation. And uh, John, welcome to the show, man. Uh, you are the first one I ever heard say that your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. Uh, here's a question for you. At what point did you recognize that truth and you started teaching it to others? When did that happen for you? When did, when did the light bulb come on there for you? The first friend I remember having was a kid named Eric. We went to the same elementary school and the same church. And I remember as an eight-year-old, Eric was pretty set on the fact that he was going to be a garbage truck driver. He ended up being an accountant, but he was my first best friend. Friendships during my teenage years were, in a word, awkward Looking back, maybe I felt as though I was always on the outer ring looking in, on the fringe, but never really having a tight group of friends. It wasn't that people were rude or intentionally ostracizing, but I never felt as though I fit in. In retrospect, I think God used those experiences and lots of others to form my heart so that we began to build a youth ministry. We tried to, not always successful, but we wanted to make sure that we kept an eye out for those who hung back on the edges and tried to include them and let them know that they were wanted and needed because everybody wants a friend or two or ten to cheer them on. I think it was Stuart Hall from whom I first heard the phrase, your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. But as soon as I heard it, I thought, that is so spot on. So I kind of adopted that mantra and began to talk about it with our students and later, when I was asked to speak at a baccalaureate for Northgate High School, I knew what I wanted to say to those graduates. Their mascot was the Viking, and so I told them I wanted to teach them a Viking phrase, and this was the phrase, Hugu to Baco Fish. It really is the first letter of every word in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. It's right there in God's Word. 
time and again, I would see evidence of this principle in the lives of students and other people. And today, when I stop and think about it over the years, I see the faces of students and can without a doubt see how their lives have been influenced by the people with whom they've surrounded themselves. Some of them are stronger today because of their friends. They lead small groups in their churches. They're investing in the lives of others. They're giving generously. They're growing their own families and discipling their own kids to love Jesus and follow him. But others have had to go down some dark and lonely roads because of their friends. They've got addictions and legal troubles and heartache. And it is heartbreaking. But the principle still holds true regardless of your age. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. All right, for those of you who are listening, hopefully this is a light bulb moment for you. Some of you, the, the switch needs to come on. You need to recognize that the people around your life really are affecting you. And, and as we're saying here, together really is better. I want us to kind of lock in on that idea as we, as we go forward because I mean, I know a lot of people right now, they're living in isolation. They're, they're trying to do things on their own. We've obviously just come out of a, or I'd say come out. I'm not sure if we're out of a pandemic at this point. There's still organizations. I, I, I know some organizations, they're still not back uh, at the office. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they, they may not ever go back. There, there are people that, you know, you're, you may be in a situation where you're going, I don't know if we'll ever go back. And things, will they be the way they were? Uh, things are in some ways getting back to normal, but what is normal? I mean, it, normal is I'm, I'm self-reliant, self-dependent, all those kind of things if I'm not careful. And that, that really is not what normal is supposed to be like. We're really supposed to be together. We're not created to be alone. Uh, it, in, in fact, you know, you guys know I, I like to read the Bible. <laughs> Go all the way back to the very beginning of time. And the Bible says it's not, it, there was, there's a verse and back in Genesis, it says it was not good for the man to be alone. Now we think this is a marriage verse of, of, you know, man and, you know, God brought man, a woman, and there, there was the first marriage and that was all uh, sacred and all that stuff. That was great. But I don't think it's just a marriage verse. I mean, it, it's, it's this idea that we are, are isolated. It's just crazy. If you're trying to do things on your own, you are really going to struggle. I mean, there's just no question. You can get more done if you have people around you that are helping you or if you're helping someone else. Together really is better. We're able to do more together uh, than we are by ourselves. And, and it comes down to the type of people. Again, let's go back to our, our, our main idea here it, that, that, that our friends determine the quality and direction of our life or the people around our lives de determine how good our lives are going to be. And so let me pull John back in. John, this concept of, of our friends determining the quality and direction of our lives, uh, what areas have, have you seen this concept to be true? Because I, I, I think this is not something that you would say just relates to friendship, right? I mean, this is, is, or I'll ask it this way. Is this something that you would say is pervasive beyond general friendship? Give me some examples of where you believe this principle is true. I could go on for days about people who have and continue to have influence in my life. But let me offer three categories or types of friends for us to consider. First is there are some who are friends for a day. These are people with uh, who you go the short haul with. Not usually just a day. Maybe it's a few years. They're people you enjoy being with, people you admire. Maybe you're in school together or you work in the same office or you go to the same church or volunteer in the same organization together. These are, these are friends that 
that make a difference, but they're just friends for a day. Then there are some who are friends for a season. And these friends go through a season of life, a five to 10 year period of your life where you share much more than just a few meals and some fun times. These are friends that go with you through some stuff, sickness and childbirth or teenage rebellion, disappointment, promotions, marriage. You make great memories together, maybe even vacation together. You look back at photos of trips and parties and and you laugh. These are the friends that make you feel rich. They're friends for a season. And then there's another category where that I just call it's friends for life. And these friendships span changing geography, outlast shifting missions, and endure numerous life transitions. They take intentional energy and effort, and you'll probably not make a lot of these. Now, as you think about what John said there, uh, maybe you need to do a little bit of inventory in different areas of your life. I mean, think about some of the things we're going to talk about these next few weeks. Physically, do you have the right people around you? Are are the people around you eating what you want to be eating? I'm telling you this, the people around you are eating what you are eating. If you're like most people, we just eat what the people around us eat. And, And if you've got a, a desire to eat one way and you're around people who eat another way, you're going to really struggle to do that. And I've talked to people just recently who are going, man, I, I wanted to do the right thing, but I got around some people who weren't doing the right thing. And next thing you know, I fall into these patterns. And so we're really going to be uh, affected by the people around us when we, when we think about our body. Think about financially, like I talked about. Your spending habits, some of those kind of things, they're just like the people around you. So let's let's your saving habits, your giving habits, all those kind of things, the, the way the people around you handle their money has a lot to do with the way you handle yours. Uh, there, I mean, there's all these other areas we could get in. Your work environment, the culture at your work. If it's a positive environment, as I mentioned a moment ago, you're going to be positive. If it's a negative environment, you're going to really struggle to stay positive. And so uh, let's just continue to, to dive on that. Uh, uh, again, I want to pull John back in here. John, give me an example of how you've seen this idea of your, your friends determining the quality and direction of your life to be true in your own life. I mean, can you give us a story for you? And, and then who are some of the people that you might say in different areas who have affected you uh, in, in different ways? I, I, before you answer, I'll say, John, you're one of the guys who has affected me. I remember years ago when we first uh, worked together, you were the, you were the, uh, you've affected me in so many ways, but you were a guy who really convinced me that I needed to read broadly. And you got me to reading some fiction and some other kind of things. And you've always challenged me, given me reading lists, given me, you know, books I need to read and all that kind of stuff. So you've affected me. Give, give us some example of some people who have, who have encouraged you and ha- who've affected you in your own life. They've determined the quality and direction of your life. Give us a real life example here. Honestly, this question almost makes me cry. So many friends have influenced my life. My BFL, my best friend for life, is my wife, Tracy. She's faithful, loyal, passionate, and discerning. And she does not let me settle for anything less than the best. Then there is kind of a group of people that the pastoral staff of Crossroads Church in Noonan, where I served with you, Randy, for almost two decades. And and the influence there was just on spiritual growth and disciple making and um, focus in life. 
And there were so many guys that were on that staff that have and were good friends. And whether they were for a season of life or friends for life, they were good friends who have made a marked influence on my life. Then, more specifically, there's Scott and Leah Morgan. Their friendship um, has really influenced my understanding of what a true friend is. When my family and I were going through a really especially difficult period, he loaded up his entire family, drove from Kentucky to our house in Georgia just to have dinner with us and to be with us. Then I think about Brad and Pat. Uh, they were their families, they're, they're, they were our neighbors. We bought property and built houses together. We worked out together. We played cards together. We celebrated holidays and birthdays together. We hunted deer. We caught fish and even golfed together. And with them, I can be myself without having to be someone or something else. It's a tremendous part of who I am. And then, Randy, you've had a big influence on my life because of your positive leadership and encouragement. You have been a cheerleader. You've taught me balance of mission and people, not sacrificing one over the other. And I think, take all those together and I think about the word cross-pollinate. I like blueberry bushes that produce lots of berries. Well, the key to that happening is two different species of blueberries being planted close to each other so that the bees and the wind can transport pollen from one to another, making both plants more fruitful. And I have got some great friends whose influences have cross-pollinated my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before I let you go, John, while I have you, um, what would you say to someone out there right now who might be listening and they're feeling isolated in their life or their leadership? They're, they're feeling a little bit alone right now or, or, or even to someone who, who is in a negative environment right now that's dragging them down. Can, can you, I mean, is there hope for that person who's, who's going in the wrong direction right now, who's, who's got the wrong people around them or maybe somebody who's feeling like they don't have, really have anybody around them? Like, what are some things we can do? Can you, can you give us a word here before I let you go? This is a timely question. Almost eight years ago now, Tracy and I launched out from a, a position in ministry uh, where we had been for a long time to replant a church in northwest Georgia. We felt compelled and confirmed to go on that journey uh, by the life of Abraham and Sarah in Genesis chapter 12. And Abram was called to leave and to go, to leave his country, to leave his kindred, to leave his father's land. And he left all that he knew, the land, his family, his friends, his support network, his security. He left everything. He left. He did it. And we did. And it continues to be our calling. But when you're doing what God, even when you're doing what God has called you to do, it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be crushed along the way. This has been a demanding and often distressing season of life and ministry. And at times we have felt isolated, alone, and forgotten. I recall assuring one of my sons one day when it didn't appear that God was answering his prayers, that God did hear his prayers, to which he responded, well, he doesn't understand. Over the last few years, I've wondered that myself. Have some good friends helped us to keep moving forward? Certainly. Has leaning on the wise input from counselors been a source of encouragement? Without question. But here's the hope I would offer 
if you are feeling isolated or alone or misunderstood that may sound contrary to what we're talking about. Here's my, here would be my nugget. Don't go looking for a lifelong friend. Start looking for God's favor. Tracy and I both felt strongly this year that we needed to seek the favor of God. Psalm 90.17 says, Let the favor of the Lord of our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And that, that's been our prayer. Now, I wanted to capture the moments when God demonstrated favor in my life this year so that I didn't lose track of it. So I began a favor journal where I attempted to record those things that were happening. Because if you don't, then you miss them and then you forget them. But if I can discipline myself to capture those things when they happen, I begin to see more clearly God's favor in my life. I thought we were talking about friendship, not favor, John. Well, when you start praying for and looking for God's favor, you might discover the friends you're looking for. Jesus told his disciples in John 15, 15, No longer do I call you servants, I call you friends. A friend who is always there, who will never leave us nor forsake us, and who is an ever-present help in time of trouble. He's the friend I need, and he's the kind of friend that I really want to be. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. John, thanks for your perspective today. That was so great. Uh, just love some of those those thought, thoughts that you had and, and the way you're helping us to think about this. And let me just say to you who are listening, if you're feeling isolated right now, you really, loneliness really a lot of times is a choice. It is, it is, we, we, we lose sight of the importance of the people around us. We lose perspective. We feel like sometimes we are alone and you really are not alone. You, you can, you can find encouragement in the people around you. If you will begin to look for the right kinds of people, the kind of people that are thinking and acting like you really want to think and act. And if you're not careful, it, it, it you, it's, it's, it's so easy to get drained or, or drugged down if you want to drag down, if you want to think about it that way. It's almost like I heard one time, and I'll kind of leave you with this image. I, I heard one time uh, somebody talk about if you're standing up on a chair, so I'm sitting in a chair. If I was standing on this chair and you were down in front of me, it would be so much easier for you to pull me off the chair than it would be for me to pull you up on the chair. It'd be really hard for me to pull you up be really easy for you to pull me down. And so we got to be aware of the people around us. If there are people that are pulling you down, that are, that are, that are hurting your, uh, your thinking and all those kind of things, you got to be aware of that. And, and you've really got to be a mature leader who is leading yourself. Well, if you expect to be able to raise the level of everybody around you. So as we go into this series, I want to call it a series here. These next few weeks, we're going to continue to talk about chasing greatness. But one of the things that is going to be a barrier to greatness is, is if you have a lack of people around you that, that, that help you get there. You need people that are going to help you physically. You need people who are going to help you financially. You need people who are going to help you spiritually, vocationally, uh, when it comes to your growth and professional, personal growth and development, some of those things, you need the right people around you. You need a team. You're only as good as your team. We can think about all kind of amazing athletes through the years, but if they didn't have the right people around them, they never reached their potential of, of, of winning a championship. And if you think about chasing greatness, it really is important for you to understand that it's not just about you. Greatness is about helping other people be great and having people around you that are going to help you maximize your potential and be great. So as we chase greatness this week, let's not lose sight of this idea. 
I'll be back with you next week. We're going to kind of dive into some of the specifics on this. I think it's going to be a really, uh, it's going to be a good opportunity for you to recalibrate and to, and to raise your game in these second hundred days as we go into this uh, second quarter of the year. It's going to be fantastic. I totally uh, appreciate all that you've done to help spread the word and all that stuff. If you Again, if you'll hit that subscribe button, share with your friends, encourage someone. Find someone this week who needs a word of encouragement, who needs to be reminded that they don't have to be isolated and share the link with them. I'm, I'm sure it would be an encouragement to them coming from you. So I hope you'll continue to help us do that. And again, as we chase greatness this week, let's not forget that together is better.